0: Okay, let's get into Parshas Vayera, Ayin Ayintes, and Baruch Hashem, the story of the Akeda. We have Yitzchak Avinu, who now joins us uh, after being introduced to Avram Avinu last week. Yitzchak Avinu is now with us for a little bit, as we've spoken about to him, the mysterious Yitzchak Avinu. Hardly anything in Torah Shabbat Shabbat on Yitzchak, as we will talk about. But we will start with a thought that we actually mentioned in the first year Parsha's Vayera ten years ago, but uh I thought I'd re it because it's such a defining uh an amazing thought. From Rav Zevin in Latora He discusses the beginning and the end of the Parsha. The beginning of the parsha, of course, the story of the malachim. The malachim come to Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu is looking for guests. He is in pain that there aren't any guests coming. The pain of not having guests is even more painful to him than the pain of, of the surgery that he had. Hashem Baruch Hu sees that, and therefore He gives him uh, He gives him guests. He couldn't live without the guests, and they come. And as we know, this is the example that Chazal say of Emor Maat Vase harbei. He said he'll give him a little bit. He goes over the top. He gives everything to these wonderful, wonderful malachim. And at the end of the parsha, Das Yitzchak, which Hashem will talk a lot about, as we have in the past, we'll add on a few thoughts tonight. Das Yitzchak. Hashem asks Abraham to take his only beloved child and bring him up to Hara Maria and bring him for an ola. That's how the parsha ends. The tenth test, according to most rishonim. Some say it's the 9th, but most say it's the 10th. Says of Zeven, is there any connection between the Hachnasas Orachim at the beginning of the parsha and Akedas Yeslak at the end? On the surface, one would think there, there aren't two more different, opposite type of actions. One is Rachamim, one is Din. One is nice, come to my house, relaxed. And one is knife, fire, Mizbeach, killing so you would think that they're opposites. Says Rav Zevin, maybe there is a thread of connection between them. There's one thing that is common in both stories. HaRotzon, the will. The inner Rotzon. How do you see that? Let's see. Just like davening without kavanah is like a body without a soul. As the Pasuk says, To try to make sure to do our mitzvos, not out of rote, not out To try to make sure to do our not out of rote, not out of habit. Ava utashuka. We have to do it out of a desire, out of a love. Zrizos, mesirus. We have to be into it. We can't just go, go, go through the motions. We have to go through the motions, right? It can't be, as sometimes some in our generation say, well, if I'm not feeling it, so then why should I do it? No, we have to do it even if we're not feeling it. But we have to just try to feel it. As the Sefer Achinach says many times. Acharei pu'ulos, nimshachos halavavos. Especially, we have to, it's what we try to ingrain in our children and our grandchildren and our friends. That, you know, life's not just about doing it when we decide and we're feeling and we're inspired. We have to, we're, that's what an Evid is. An Evid is someone who always does it. But obviously, if we can not only be an Evid, but we could be a Ben, to our Baruch Baruchu, that's the greatest. Not only do it because we have to, but because we want to. And this idea of the heart is, screams out at us. The Suda and the Aqeda. Fascinating. Revzevin, in his most creative sense. Mach Machanim Archim Gedolim. Machnis Archim Gedolim Hayavraham. Baita Aishab Amrachilh Shilavia Amravinu gave them to eat, gave them to drink, gave them to wash their hands. Vakobishala Archim. He did everything for the Archim. Avokomasha Tormisaperis Barichus, Ubiprotus. He got him the tongue and he got him the best and he got him the chem, everything. Who are these archim? As we know, they were angels. They didn't need any of it. So did Avram really do hachanos as archim? It wasn't that they were people. They weren't hungry or thirsty or really dirty. Really, he didn't do anything. The action really was faulty because he really wasn't doing hachanos as archim. He didn't know that. But what was he doing? He had the rot zone, And he had the desire. And he had the drive. That's what's highlighted in the first story. The action really wasn't even there. It looked at it. It had the facade of Achnas Azarachim, even though it wasn't really Achnas Azarachim. It was the pure desire to highlight. Obviously, we can't do that. Right? We can't just like, have a desire to do a mitzvah, and not do the mitzvah. You know, I have a real desire to go David today, but I'm going to have that desire for my bed. You know, that's not, the desire itself doesn't work. In Avram's case, he did it in his mind. It just, in reality, it wasn't. El Mayim l'Rechit Tzaharayim, V'shalosh Tzim, Kemach Solas, <laughs> V'Ugos, V'shalosh Tzim, K'amach Solas, V'Ugos, V'shalosh Tzim, B'day Bakar, V'chulu, Chalaf, V'chol Eilat, Torech Avar, Lomish, E'enam Shrichim, Aflechan what does it mean? Lo kan hayakam maisa Archim, laarchim lochas as archim elaratzon bilvad machshava tova greater lo yada avram sheim malachim avram didn't know this baolah b'demos hanoshim fu ismaser becheshek rav bezrizus he did it he was moser nefesh remember he was in pain not only was he in pain think about avram a he was in pain b he gave up talking to god to go to these malachim. What does the Gemara Shabbos learn from this parsha? G'dol ha'akras az'archim yosem ya'akbalas p'nei ha'shina. Ha'akras Archim is greater than talking to Hashem. So he left Hashem in order to do this mitzvah. Even though la'amito lo ha'lo kiem elo b'machshavoso uber tzono That's the first story of the parsha. It's ratzon because he didn't actually do it. So if you think of it in that way, and we jump now to the end of the parsha. Akeda's Yitzchak, maybe now we have a parallel. Did Avraham do the Akeda? Did Avraham carry out exactly what Hashem wanted him to do? We spoke about this Rosh Hashanah time, I think, when we spoke about the Akeda. We quoted uh, R- R- Rab Avram Shur then. The greatest Nisayan of all, according to most, we showed Nisayan Akeda. Afhu lohaya ela biratzon bilvad. He didn't actually do it. He didn't actually do it. Not only did he not actually carry it out, but according to many, He never had it in mind. I just told you to be your son. You jumped to conclusions. I wanted you to jump to conclusions. I wanted you to have that understanding and do it anyway. I shall quote the in your I think. Right? I never, I never uh, thought about that. I never had that in mind. Avram got everything ready He has everything ready to do, and ultimately, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. And Avram though, has to be told not to make an, even any mark. But what do we see from here? Says Rav Zevin, the rut zone the desire, the drive, the energy, the zrizus. Right, the makor for zrizus is from this story. By Asher Mavramaboker, we learn zrizus from Mavramavinu. The zui nukuda to Unbelievable, right? A great question to ask at the Shabbos table. What is the connection between Haknasas Archim and Hakadeshiyus? Look, the two stories at the parsha, the beginning and the end, and here's the answer according to Rav Zevin. In both of them, the action really never took place. It highlights the desire to do the will of Hashem, the ratzon to do the mitzvah, and obviously, it's not for us to always. We can't just do the ratzon, but it highlights it. It's not enough. He also had to do it and we know that it's kiilu did it. Right? What, what's the lashon that we use? Right? What is the Rashi quote and at the, at the end in bechukosai on the Pasik, the zacharti es Yaakov aves BC Yitzchak aves brisi Avram eskar baraz eskar. So Rashi quotes there that the lashon of zachira is not found by Yitzchak. Right? The Pasik is zacharti es brisi. Here it is. Chavav membeis. Zacharati es bisi Yaakov, vaaf bisi Yitzchak, vaaf es bisi Avraham Ezkar, varitz Ezkar. So there's a Lashon of Zachira by Yaakov and by Avraham. There's no Lashon of Zachira by Yitzchak. Why not? Rashi quotes. a couple of points on this, this important Rashi. I don't need to remember Yitzchak. He's here. He's constantly on my mind. His ashes are in front of me. His ashes. He wasn't killed. He wasn't burned. That's what Rashi says. It's Ke'ilu. Because Avram had the desire and he had the Ratzon. Hashem considers it Machshava and Ratzon Kemaisa in in that case. So that's the first story and the last story. Okay. Moving right along. Related to what we just mentioned, but uh, a separate thought. Back to the first pasuk of the parsha. Says Rashi, as we know, Hashem took the sun out of its container. He didn't want there to be archim. Interesting. Why did Hashem just not make archim come? Right. Hashem had to create a teva that Orchem wouldn't come. right? There probably weren't too many people in the desert as it was. Maybe Hashem could have made it that those people didn't come. No. Maybe then, Avram still would have been outside looking for them. Maybe if it's boiling hot, Avram would realize, oh, it's so hot, nobody's going to be outside today. I'll stay in bed. Either way, it didn't work. Right? Hashem made it very hot. And, So he brought... Malachim, angels in the form of men. If you look in the al Lashabayach, one of our Zilberstein Svarim, he quotes a message here, which again we alluded to, and it's obvious, and it's related to what we just did, but it's a separate point as well. He quotes Piyosinar when he was a young boy, Lamati, im'od was a little he was a child in Yerushalayim, ha and they would learn Masechah Shabbos for asman bitzumah shemalchem et olam During World War Two, there weren't too many shasim around to learn from, and the the Rabbi needed a Gemara. Rock shas eichah shayach l'raav abesdin shchun hashimech eskulam. They all borrowed the the rabbis Gemaras. Hamalabe bikhshu uh, sheviu Gemaras. The malabe asked them to bring, but they all came back and they said we couldn't find one. We couldn't find one. Nobody could find. Rock yeled eichah ziper harav halach bechipei zat shematza. One child found one. Tishaluni, Mehecha, where did you find it? In any Odeya? I don't know, I found it. I looked. Maduah says of why why was he to find it? Because he didn't give up. He didn't give up. If you have the rut zone, if, if you want something badly, then you don't take no for an answer. And you keep pushing it through. Shaaf Odola Vahima Nefa he says, that person is a great leader in Khalisral. It's all about the rod zone. Avram wanted guests so badly. He wouldn't take no for an answer. He wouldn't. Hashem had to do it. Because there's a desire to grow, with a desire to accomplish something. Sometimes we see in life. Where there's a tremendous desire, people could you do superhuman efforts. Right? When somebody is under pressure, when somebody is in a in a life threatening situation, Rahman al they could do superhuman things. Avramavinu, in a way that we can't even fathom, had a had a need. Not just a nice thing, a need for guests. Aids al Avramavinu Az And this doesn't mean like having my next door neighbor that I enjoy their company. It's not just like guests like I've had before and their kids have the same age as my kids. So it's like we have all these cheshbonos, you know, who we want as our orachim. I have who had no cheshbonos. It was all about the orachim. It could be a bunch of Arabs walking by who aren't even in my religion and I have no idea where they've been, but that's... That quenches Avram's thirst. Even when he had surgery, couldn't stop. Couldn't stop. And even quotes, the Medrash tells us, he quotes, that Avram Avinu sent Eliezer, go find some guests. Go find some guests. Eliezer came back and said, I couldn't find any. I couldn't find any. And the Medrash says, Avram Avinu said, Leshem I don't believe you. What do you mean he didn't believe him? He looked for gas. He couldn't find any. Right? Eliezer He didn't find any. So what does that mean? No. Because it must be that he didn't look hard enough. Because if we look and we look and we really want it in such a deep way that Hashem has to give it to us. So to speak. Obviously, if we would ever want something on the level of Avinu, sometimes we really want something and it doesn't happen maybe because we have to work on ourselves more. But it's totally on the only totally on I just saw last night, after I made the sheets. saw last night, in the back of the Nefesh there are all these little mamarim. All these, like fifty six, at least my, my version. And in the back of the Nefesh it quotes a story that Rechaim of was very Mokbid to never miss a minion, Never miss a minion. I don't know what he was doing, what he was, he never missed a minion. And one time he was traveling, and he came to this town, and he came to this little inn, where there was like the communal area, and he walks in, and he says, I'm here for, for Milcha. And they said we haven't had a mincha in years. He's like, I'm here for mincha. They're like, okay. He's like, okay, I'm here for mincha. Lo and behold, he writes, I got a minion. I got a minion because with his desire and with his arotsan, God's bracha will help out. And Chaim if we can be so mocked about anything. Kodesh Baruch will help us out to do the, to do the mitzvah. And there are many stories throughout history about those who were very maquid about a certain mitzvah, and Kodesh Baruch will help them, help them do the, uh, do the mitzvah. And there's other stories here also. Min Hashemayim, if you want to do the mitzvah, Hashem will, Hashem will help you out. Okay, moving right along. So who comes? So, three Anashim. They're called three men. Right? That's who it looks like to him. Right? Three Anashim, uh, that are here. Uncle says, Tlasa, Guvrin, Kayamin, Nitsavim, Vayar, Vayar, it's like Rasami As we know, the word Vayar appears two times in this Pasik, because Vayar is a Lashin of seeing, and Vayar is a Lashin of understanding. Seeing, Vayar means both, right? Vayar can mean both. That's what Rashi quotes. Rishon Kimashma, O Vashini Lashin Havana. Right In English, we say, oh, now I see. Now I see. That means now I understand. The Torah also is using Bayar uh, both of those types. He sees the three. What are these three men? Why three? Why three guests? Why not one guest? So Rashi, of course, quotes, want to tell Sarah that she's going to have a baby. Interesting, Lavaser es Sarah. It doesn't say levaser es Avram. Hashem already told Avram in the end of last week's parsha. Hashem said back in Yud-Zayin yud, Zion, yud S, So now there's one Levaser. What, did Avraham tell Sarah? There's a Malach coming? Interesting question. I'm not going to answer it. But at the end of last week's Pasha, Avraham was told, Did Sarah know? No, there's a Malach here to announce it. Did Sarah not believe Avraham? You need a Malach? Interesting. Okay, Echel Levaser at Sarah, but it says Sarah. Ve'echer la'afoch stone. Because one Malach can't do two purposes. And then Rashi continues, uh, and that's why he keeps saying one and one and one in each time. Uh, and then at the end of the Rashi, we discussed this in the past, at the end of the Rashi, ceased to be so, Sarah, the first half of the Rashi. You just said you can't do two purposes. How can you now, this malach is going to do two purposes. Maybe it's the same purpose, Hatzalah, Refua. Okay, but there's another question that I don't know if we've ever touched on. The three angels, they go to Avram's house to heal Avraham. Okay, that angel had to come, right? The angel to heal Avraham had to come to Avraham. The angel that was going to announce to Sarah that she was going to have a baby had to come to the tent of Avraham and Sarah. The one that was going to destroy stone. Why'd he come? W- what, he had a, they didn't want to travel alone, so they had to stay together? Two out of three had to come because their job was here. Why'd the third Malach have to come with them? It's like they were a team. What was the purpose of that third Malach, of Lahafoch stone to come? It's a question that's not as famous as the other question. I don't know if we ever mentioned it before. But that's the question that Rabbi Pelkovitz asks in his safer table talk, source number four. He writes there: What exactly is the message? Why did this Malach have to come? The question over presents itself: Why did the third angel come to the house of Abraham at all? Since his mission and purpose was totally unrelated to the house of Abraham, right? Destroying stone, let him go straight. I'll meet you guys, right? I'll meet you, the one saving lot. You know, I'll meet you there. What do you have to come to Abraham for? So he suggests two answers. Number one, he quotes the medrash that we've mentioned in another context. The medrash in is gracious. where the medrash says that when Hashem was creating the world, he was having a machlokas with his angels. Hashem was about to create the world and there was a machlokas. What does that mean? Okay. But either way, it's to teach us. Some malachim said creating man is a great idea. And some said creating man is a lousy idea. Right, goat's part of it. Chesed Omer Yibare, Shu Gomel Chasadim. Chesed said, yeah, you know how many Chesed organizations people have? They are unbelievable. They are Gomelich Chasadim. That's part of who they are. They're amazing. The MS Omer Al Yibare, Shekulosh Karim. And MS said, what? Man is not MS dick. Right, we're not loyal. No, MS is forget it. Sedek Omer Yibare, Shu Stockos. Stucco. Sedek! Sadak, word sadikim, shalom omar al-yibar, yibar, jikobok do not any fush fighting in sinas chinam. Not gonna have a base of Migdash for thousands of years. So there's a whole fight amongst the angels. What did Hashem do? Right, the Medrash says, he took MS, he threw it to the ground, and then he created man. How did that help? Was it two against one now? Did another shot, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, on Either way, Hashem said, I'm creating man. Now, what is Hashem doing? He's sending an angel, to destroy a land because they are not ba'alei chesed. Because they've created a society that is totally antithetical to everything Hashem wants. Olam chesed yibaneh, and they are not chesed, and therefore he's sending the angel. Kaviachal. What is this angel thinking on the way to destroy a stone? Didn't I tell you so? Didn't HaKadosh Baruch we tell you this was not a good idea? Look what man can become. You had faith in man, and look, now we're going to destroy the same man that you created. When the city of stone was built, line 25, and eventually evolved into a place of evil, where strangers who wandered into town were treated with callousness and cruelty. Since God had decided, in spite of their opposition to create man, he was, as it were, on the defensive, Kabayaho, because of the actions and behavior of the inhabitants of stone. So when he reluctantly came to the decision, you know what Hashem said? Go to Avram and Sarah first. As if to say, don't think that Stone is the city that captures what human beings are about and what they could be about. No, first go to Avram and Sarah and you'll see why I created man. Yes, they messed up in Stone, and it's terrible and they need to be destroyed. But Hashem wanted to demonstrate to this angel, and through him to the heavenly forces, that stone should not be considered as a model of humankind. He therefore commanded the angel of destruction, first visit the house of Avraham, for there the angel would observe that man is capable of kindless generosity, and this would justify God's decision to create man. Look at them! See how high human beings get. Look at the house that could be created. And then of course you could go to stone. Many often email, you know, what's good, what's good, what's a good one for the, for a simcha this week? So, look at this house. This is a house that achieves the potential that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had in mind. The house of Avram and Sar is why I created the world. Yes, you go on a stone. They blew it. But look at this house. Look at this house of Avram and Sar. And that's why the angel had to go there first to observe. One answer. Second answer, he says, based on the Svarno. Based on the Svarno, he quotes, Vayifnu bishaman towards the bottom of the page, The Svarno says, they turned away. When the men left, they turned from the house of Chesed. What's the emphasis? They turned from Chesed and went to stone. Explains Rabbi Palkovitz. According to the Svarno, the Torah is contrasting the house of Avraham, which was characterized by kindness with the city of stone, a place steeped in cruelty and wickedness. It's the contrast. What does that mean? According to some of Farshim, he explains the ultimate Gzardin. It's kind of ironic and the opposite of, of the first approach. The ultimate Xardin on Stom only came once they went to Avram's house. And they saw what Stome had rejected. And the potential that they lost. The final decision of the heavenly court was reached at that moment in the house of Avraham. It was this contrast. Remember what Lot was worried about? Right, I'm worried. Maybe this fits in. I'm um, compared to uh, in Stone. I was pretty good, you know. Look who I, who my neighbors were. But now I'm going to go back to Avram. Forget it. i going to be a Russia. It's all, it's relative. So Stone. It was the contrast between the house of kindness and the wickedness of Stone, which sealed the fate of that city. And maybe the minimum judges are three. Explains why it's necessary to have the third angel. Right. The angels had were like a Besdin. Okay. He even says in the continuation, fascinating. Why'd Avram daven so hard for stone? why did he david so hard? So yes, we know that it's even is his Adama, Tebracious, Sefer Hayashar. Avram was a yashar. He davened for those who he disagreed with vehemently. But he kept going 50, 45, 40, 30, 20, all the way down. He david Anochi Yafra Va'efer. Maybe because he realized that he was not partly to blame But stone, it was the contrast. Maybe he figured that out by the third angel coming to him. He attempted to change God's decree because he felt responsible, partially, for the destruction of Stome since he had inadvertently sealed their fate. Either way, we recognize Avraham and Sarah, what they were about, and the tremendous potential that they represent in terms of what human beings can achieve. Okay, moving right along let's move on to another story in the Parsha again there's so much in every Parsha there's so much and I think we say that every week but we continue we have Avraham davening for Sodom many halachas learned out right from, uh, from this he finishes davening Avraham leaves fine then the Malachim come and stone is destroyed, they run out. And we have the story of Lot and his daughters, not for now. But then we have Pasik of Zion, which we've quoted in the past as an amazing Pusik. He looks out, He sees he sees it's burning. He sees it's burning and uh, he sees everything that uh, that happened. Well, We'll get back to that uh, afterwards, that he went back. You'll learn davening from him. Let's go to the, uh, the next story. Chaf Zion. Chaf Zion. Avraham Avinu now again does not go all the way to Mishraim, but he goes to Gerar. Goes to Gerar, and again his wife is taken and is punished. Now it's Avimelech. It's Naparo. And Hashem says to Avimelech, Vayom lov Elokim Bachalom. I didn't. I didn't let you touch her. I protected you, Avi Hashem says. Go get him to daven for you, and you'll live. If you don't return the wife, and you don't get him to daven for you, daki most ata shalach. Hashem says, Davi Malach is your choice. you got to go get Avraham on your side. you got to go get Avraham on your side and Davin. That's his Lashon. Why was it needed for Avraham to Davin? Okay, give it back, so he'll live. Give back the wife. He didn't sin. He didn't do anything to her. No, Davka V'Yispa'eleu Why was it necessary? So Rev Solvaychik explains, God was in essence saying that as far as he was concerned, there was no compelling reason to keep Avimelech alive. However, if Avram felt that Avimelech's continued existence would be useful, that he had an important mission that had yet to be realized, God would spare him. Figure out from Avram if he thinks that you have a tachlis, a purpose. says Rev Solvaychik, each person is sent to earth as an agent of the Creator. Each of us have a shlichus. Each of us are what we might call a malach. A malach is a messenger. We are all messengers of Hashem. This role as agent disappears the moment the sender wishes to terminate the agent's status. When Hashem decides that we have fulfilled our mission, then we will be no longer. A person exists on earth only as long as he pursues his mission. Avimelech, that's what Hashem was telling Avimelech, go convince Avraham that you have a reason to continue your existence. Meaning, he's motivating Avimelech to figure out some constructive way to spend his life. That's what he's saying. Go get Avraham to daven. Why is Avraham going to daven for you? Because you're going to say how important you are and how you're the, you're, you you helped out the society and grow, and you keep people alive and you, you're good to them. That's what he's telling him. He's telling him, figure out a useful purpose for your life besides taking strangers' wives. That's what he's telling Avimelech. And the message for us is about each of us have a mission too. Avimelech had to convince Avram that his specific mission was sufficiently important for his existence to continue. Motivating Avram to pray with a sense of urgency for God to spare his life. Again, we don't, none of us know our mission. But if we get up, and we go through, as we said before, with feeling. Be it as a parent, be it as a neighbor, be it as a doctor, lawyer, whatever job we are in. And we're doing it with a purpose in mind. We're doing it, and I feel like I have a, I have a reason. Davening and learning and mitzvos and chesed. So that's a reason. That's a reason that Kodesh Baruch, Hu, Kodesh Baruch Hu wants us on his team and sends us out for a shlichus. That's what we say every morning. We mention often, we say in the morning, at the end of Modani, Hashem is emunah in, great is your Emuna. You have Emuna in me, not just my Emuna in you. You have Emuna in me, Baruch Hu. if you gave me another day, you must think that I have a purpose to fulfill, and in that way, that is why you gave me another day. Okay. Spend the rest of the time tonight with a couple of thoughts on the major event in Sefer and in, in Vayera the Nisayon of the Akedah. All right, the Torah starts off the section Boelokim, Nisa et Avraham Hashem tested Avraham. Nisa. Rashi does not pick up on that word Nisa here. We've supported in the past the Ramban, Rabbi Bachai and others. What is the definition of a Nisayon? There's an interesting comment Of Rabbi Tzadok in the Tzidkas Hatzadik in source number seven about Nisyonos. About Nisyonos. Not every Nisayon is clear. And sometimes it's even the opposite of what we think. This is so tricky, says Rabbi Tzadok. Sometimes we'll feel like we're having special Siahta Dishmaia. And we believe in Siyat right? We believe sometimes, Hashem, I'm going, I'm running to a shear, and I'm so late that I find a spot right in front, and it works out, and I run in, and the elevator's right there. And sometimes it's true, there's Siyat HaDashmaya. And, you, and you're looking for something, and you take that safer off the shelf, and there's so much Siyat in our lives, and that's 100% true, and we have to believe in that and recognize that. But says the Tzitkas HaTzadik, we also have to know sometimes, sometimes it's not so simple. It can't be 100% clear in our minds and say that this is exactly for my Hu, for my good. If I wouldn't be doing the right thing, God wouldn't be helping me right now. Right? We can't be so vade. We can look at it and say, thank you Hashem, as we still monitor our behavior to make sure we're still doing the right thing. But to look at it as, well, if Hashem did this, I must be doing the right thing. So that's already, that's already a little more tenuous. Sometimes it looks like help. We know that from a story in Tanakh. At the end of Sefer Shoftim. We have two tragic stories at the end of Sefer Shoftim. Right? Unclear exactly when they occurred. They're put at the end. Did they take place earlier in Sefer Shoftim? The Mepharshim deal with it, but they're placed at the end. We have Pilegish Pagiva, terrible story, and Pasal Micha, where there's a Zara up north in Shevet Dun, and that's the story that's referred to. Micha had opened up a base of Avodah Zara. Micha, Amar, what happens to Micha? There's a Levy that happens to be passing by up north. And Micha finds him and says, O Levi! HaKadosh Baruch Hu must love me. He knows I'm building an alternate site of worship here, and he sent me a Levi. Huh. I'm a genius. Exactly what? See? Hashem's giving me the kushbanka. He's giving me the stamp of approval. <laughs> And Chazal say, we know, Micha. Just the opposite. You wanna, you wanna go down that road? Hashem will help you down that road. Whatever road we choose. Whatever road we choose. So yes, we have the idea of Siatatashmaya, and we have to recognize and thank God it's for everything he helps us, but that doesn't mean that that's going to determine and help me decide, you know, what I'm doing. Whether it's correct or not. We just have to recognize and keep going down that path. Keep going down the path that we continue to realize is positive, positive. and if you look in the Kimotsi Shalarav, this Tikkasatzadik is quoted with the Harzvi. Tzvi Pesach Frank. I gave it to you in the original. In uh, in our Chaim Siman Alav, quotes. Maybe that's also you know often sometimes we might daven for something and daven for something. Or sometimes Hashem will give the rutzon to somebody who's davening. Even though it's not the best thing for him. Remember the Gemara he quotes in Sanhedrin? David and Malach says, Why am I not mentioned in one Shemon Ashrei? Elke Avram, Yaakov, what about me? Hashem says, No, they had tests. David said, Test me. That did not work out so well. Hashem even told him what he's going to test him with. David and Batsheva. So not everything that a asks for and Hashem answers is Tov. And he says, Maybe that's even shot in Ashrei. Ritson of Yasin? Eh? Veshavasam yishma v'yoshiyim. Hashem does the rutzon of those who fear Him, and they're crying out. He listens to and He saves them. It says Rabbi Pesach Frank. He's going to do the rutzon of Yerev. He's going to listen to them. And what happens if it wasn't what they wanted? And they cry afterwards? I'll save him again. Veshavasam yishma I'll save him again. Ritzoni yaviyase. Mashiim rotzim b'achak achroim shezeloim and again, that also relates to the idea we've quoted in the past, that sometimes, we don't get the answer that we want. Right? Sometimes, right, the there were some, there's a famous song, right? God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Right? Sometimes, as Rev Selveitchik writes, that, <laughs> Right, Rachmanes, Hashem has that Once we want Hashem to answer our Tfilas Barachim, Rav Soloveitchik writes, he davened so hard when he was in Europe that he wouldn't have to leave Europe before the war. And Hashem, Baruch Hashem, did not listen to my tfilos He writes in a very spooky statement. But again, ritzoni Vyasa, sometimes Hashem will listen. So the Tikkas Atzalei just teaches us that we have to live our life realizing Hashem is all over and Hashem is giving us the Shema and Hashem's involved in our life. But we just can't use that to determine what we're doing, whether it's correct or not. Because that level of that could be a test. That could be a Nisayon. That could be a Nisayon that is given. Remember? It even just, just came to me now. right? Remember that the Gemara Mbamitziah Daphna test, the Tanr Shalachnoi where all older, older, the tan, um, Tanoim are arguing with Eliezer. And Eliezer says, if I'm right, the tree will prove that I'm right and the tree got uprooted and the water will go upstream and watch! Shamayim will prove that I'm right. And the Shemaim says, there's a baskel that says, halacha zarkebele And your Rabbi Yeshua stands out on the table and says, lo Rabino shemaimim. Rabbi in Brachos says that baskel was a test to the Rabbanon to see if they would listen and follow their conviction and say lo ba So again, you would think a baskel. There's nothing more, there's no more siyata deshmaia than a baskel. It's like God talking to me. Rabbi Yeshua says lo ba Right? Siyata deshmaia. Okay, moving right along. Source number nine. Fascinating ha'ara. Rabbi Genak, in his say for the Berchaz Yitzchak, notes, the note is said by the Medrash already, but the Pshat. Avram Avinu receives two lech lechas, one in last week's parsha and one in this week's parsha. Last week, lech lecha, we spent a lot of time on Eretz Yisrael, lech lecha. And here, by the akeda, we have another Lech Lecha. Chas chasher Take the son that you love, right, parenthetically, remember, first time love appears in the Torah. is right here, parent and a child. Es yitzchak. V'lech Lecha go to Har Moria. Lech Lecha. What's the connection between the two Lech Lechas? The Lech Lecha of last week, Lech Lecha and Lech Lecha el-eretz hamoria. Says It says, Rabbi Genak, in one line, in one line, the Lech Lecha of Lech Lecha, last week's Lech Lecha was asking Hashem, Hashem was asking Avraham, be my Eved by cutting yourself off from your past. Lech Lecha El Eretz be my Eved by cutting off your future. That's the commitment that Avraham Avinu was asked to perform. No past, no future. Nisyonos makbila mechadosheni lech lacha. Who be kach she Avram ba uzvo et artzo moladu beis Aviv. Hakrivus no more past, finished. Moladcha beis Avivcha. Vanisar she ha Avram ye muchan atid ki be Yitzchak ikar l'chazara. No more Yitzchak. He's one hundred and thirty-seven years old. Going to have any more kids? He's ready to give up his future and he quotes but I gave it to you the same exact idea that Beis HaLevi says Avram Avinu says Vanochi Afra Vaefer Afra va'ifer, the Gemara I'm like dirt and, and ashes the Gemara in Chulun says Bishchus that Avram Avinu said I am like dirt and ashes we mentioned this years ago but it has to do with this Bishchus those two Bishchus I'm like dirt and ashes Avram Avinu. Children, us, we were zochet to the afar of sota, the dirt that we put in uh, the water of the isha sota, and the Efer of the paraduma. Bischus Avram saying, "V'anochi the we're zochet to the afar of sota and the Efer of the paraduma." What is the connection between the afar of the sota and the Efer of the paraduma to Avram's statement of humility? V'anochi afar says the Beis Amazing. Ashes had a past. But have no future. Ashes, something was burned. You can't do anything with ashes. It's done. It had a past. Something was there, but then it was burned. Afar is the opposite. Afar has no past. It's just dirt, but you could plant in it. And things could grow in it, and it has a future. When Avram Avinu says, Afar of Afer, he's saying, I'm a nothing. I'm a nothing. He's saying, I'm like dirt, I have no past. I'm like aether, I have no future. I'm just a, a finite human being, ant in the galaxies and the universe. Who am I? I'm like offer, I'm like Efer, says Avram. The negative of each one. The vacuum of each one. Right, that's by offer. And afer is the opposite. So Hashem says, "You're saying you have no past, you have no future. I'll give you the offer sota and the afer paraduma. Afer paraduma gives you a future. You're tame. This goes on you. You now have a future. The offer of the sota clarifies the past, saying the past nothing happened, and now you can go back to your husband." So it's the past and the future, but those are the two lech lechas. Lech Hashem, asks him, divorce himself from the past, divorce himself from the future. That is something very special. Okay, two more thoughts. Chafbez, Yudbez. Chafbez, yudbez, A Pasuk again that many talk about. After the Akedah, the Malach Hashem says, Avram, Avraham, one of the four people in Tanakh, Who's called doubly, Vayomer Hineni, Vayomer, Don't touch him. Don't touch him. I now know that you are a fearer of heaven, of God. You did not hold back your son. So many mafarshim ask, how did this show Yirashamayim? How did this Davka show Yir Hashem? the Akeda, more than Ava Hashem? You might think it's Ava. Right? He went to the end of the earth for Hashem. Avas Hashem. Why, Dafka, does this show Yeres Hashem? Says the Nitziv in the Hemig Dava in source number 11. Really, it shows both. I'll say the second half of the Nitziv first. I know Yereh that's Yereh. Yereh Lokim. But what about this next part of the Pasik? You didn't hold your son back from me. What is that emphasizing? He was a perfect carbon. Explains the Nitziv. If you have any problematic thoughts when you bring a carbon, that ruins the carbon. A lot of Meseches Zvachim and Menachas is about that. Pigol Shalol Lishma. was a carbon. If Avram had any hesitancy, if Avram had any questions during the bringing, so then he would have fossilized the carbon. What does Hashem say? You didn't hold back your uh, your. Son, meaning you are perfect. That's ahava. So it was Yira and Ahava. But let's go back to the first part. How was this Yira? Says the Nitziv. Zeh Hamaimer Nifla. It's wondrous. Why is this Ahava? Afilu The Adaraba. Mizem Khazaka. No. Why doesn't it show anything? It points out the Nitziv. Hashem says, kill your son. What, Avram would have said, no. So Hashem would say, okay, I'll kill him. Like, how did that show anything? What, it shows that Avram is such a great, it's God talking. Avram already knows that Hashem is in charge of life and death. He's been through a fiery furnace and he lived. So if Hashem tells him, it's time for your son to die, what, he's going to say, no, I'm going to try to get him to live more, Hashem is going to just kill him himself. So how do we understand the whole reaction? If a human king says that, kill your son, what what are you going to do? The king can just kill your son anyway. So what is it? I'm sorry, you know what? When I, it's the, uh, let's go to the bottom. I think when I, when I tape this on, I would say my secretary, but it was me. Right? I tape this on, the bottom part, from line 29 to the bottom, should be before the middle part. I apologize. Skip down to line 29. That's where we're uh, supposed to be. And then we come back to the middle part. If a king goes over to someone who he does not know, a subject that he does not know, and says, to kill, you know, you better kill your son. If he has no relationship with him, he's just gonna do it. But what if it's somebody the king knows well? It's a friend of the king. It's a colleague. Not a colleague, just somebody who's close. What's gonna be the reaction? Really? Why do you I want me mean to do that? The closer you are to the king, the more you might be comfortable asking, like, why? Avram was pretty close to God. He was the one that was doing God's work all his life. Hashem says, to kill your son, what does Avram do? He does not ask questions. He doesn't ask anything. He does not act like an ohave. He acts like a yireya, look him. He acts as if he has no relationship with Hashem. That's the atoyadati. Because he had that relationship No delay. It's keilu; he was just a stranger. That's the atayadadi kirelo kimata, part one. But then you have part two, what we started off with. But he had perfect kavana. That's the middle section here. And when he had perfect kavana, that reflects that it was an act that reflected both ahava and yira. Maybe one could say, it was Ahava in the performance, but it was Yira in the attitude. In the attitude of going to do it, that was Yira. I'm not asking questions. While performing it, he had Ava, he had no questions, and he did it besimcha, so to speak, even though obviously it was hard, but that was the, the Ava. Okay, finally one thought, which I thought we've mentioned in other years, but I did not see it. Maybe we mentioned it in another context. Avram Avinu, after the Akedah, he brings the Ayo. Vayikra Avram, Shema Makom Hu Hashem Yireh. He calls the place Hashem Yireh, Asher Yehamer Hayom, Bahar Hashem So this is already the second name of Yerushalayim that we have. The word Yerushalayim does not appear in the Torah. Yoshua Peragyud is the first place it appears, but we have hints to Yerushalayim. So last week we had Malchitzek Malach Sholeim. That was Yerushalayim, and here we have the Makomahu Hashem Yereh. So the Medrash already notes Shame, Maki Shame. Shame called it Shalem. Avram called it Yereh. Hashem didn't want to insult either of them, so Yereh Shalem Yerushalayim. Put them together, and that's how we get Yerushalayim. Great word game, says the Meshech It's not just about words; it's about who Shame was and who Avraham was, and what Yereh. Means to Abraham, and what shalem means to shame, says the Meshachma. He quotes this medrash about the words, but then he explains on line eleven. To shame, obviously lived in the Dara one of the sons of Noah. What did he spend his year doing? Chesed. His entire year was spent feeding animals. That's what he did his whole life that year. Why? Because after the Doramabo, they had to bring Chesed back into the world. After a, the Doramabo with the Gezel, it was all about giving. He spent a year of giving, 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 giving. He gets out of the, the Teva, he goes to the place that he feels holiness, and he calls it Shalem from the word Shalom, peace amongst people, amongst beings. Shame is about, we might say, shame is about spreading the love and spreading connection. Avraham, ironically, usually we look at Avraham as the Amud Achesed, which he is, but here he's using him in a different way. Avram was the first philosopher, the first one to look around and recognize God, the first one to spread the knowledge of God, monotheism. Amnam Avram his palseif ma'od b'chachma, Vilom I called the archiatoim. Vizvakeh and he fought with them. Vichakar be'sichloki Yesh Hashem. He used to fight with them. Hashgichalakol. Vulo mazrashka chazoz was not the the stars. What did he name the place? Hashem Yir'eh. Right. Hashem is the is is here, and that's what Hashem did. He took shame, which was about the Chesed and the interaction, and named it Shalom from the word Shalom. Avram Avinu, who was the philosopher, who recognized Hashem. And he put it together to make Yerushalayim because Yerushalayim is supposed to be the place for us. It's the center of the universe. It's the center of the world. It's supposed to have a magnetic force, which it does if we just open up our hearts to allow it to. A force that connects and inspires us in both areas. It's Yer'eh and it's Shalem. We feel connected to other Jews there. We feel connected to Hashem there because it's in the DNA of that place. From Avram Avinu, the Yireh part of it, from Shame, the Shalem part of it, that is Yerushalayim. That is what it means. And he quotes many other uh, examples of this, Moriah, Tubshadim of what Moriah comes from. But he says all the way at the end, the last three words, Vzeh, Drush, Nichbad. He gives himself a pat on the back a little bit. This is a great Drush. This is Yerushalayim. This is what it stands for. And this is what we have to appreciate about Yerushalayim that it is the center. We have to domin for Yerushalayim. We have to focus on Yerushalayim. Last week, we spoke about Eretz Yisrael. Even within Eretz Yisrael, we all have to realize the connection that every Jew has to Yerushalayim, the Yeret and the shalem and allow ourselves to be able to be inspired by, its, by that spot um, that we have the shus bizman hazeh to be able to go to whenever we would like. Okay, we'll stop here, Hashem, and we will uh, continue next week with Chayasar.